Hey, there's only 19 days before spring camp, so let's talk the offensive line. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really appreciate you coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, hit that like button, and there's also that red subscribe button. Would love for you to click that, and to all of you who already have, thank you very, very much. Okay. The countdown continues. 19 days until spring camp kicks off. How's that, man? Shorts and shells. It's almost here. And I know uh, I know, I can't wait. Um, it hasn't been a long offseason. However, it's been long enough. Super Bowl's over. That means there's no more football until uh, USFL. Well, check that out a little bit. Kind of got in. I was intrigued by that last year. I'm going to follow up on it this year. And um, spring camp schedule set three days a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. I'm just waiting to find out the actual time for each of those days and uh, what time the media should show up. And spring camp is going to be about what's coming up next for this team. You know, um, that's what spring's all about. It, spring hopes eternal. Um, we know that Andrew Voorhees, Brett Nealon, and Bobby Haskins, those guys are gone. They're, uh, they moved on to the next chapter in their lives. Hopefully the NFL for all three of them. But what do we know about that offensive line? Or a cliche about the offensive line. Uh, what makes it work is their cohesiveness, right? Their, their chemistry, working together. But what does that mean? What does an offensive line chemistry mean? Because I think it means more than just the, the camaraderie and the and you know being big and strong and fast, uh, and, and you know obviously working working well together. It it's it's knowing how to chemistry is at least with the offensive line. Um, it's it's knowing how to react in certain situations, like it, during your blocking assignment, uh, knowing where your guy is to your left or to your right, um, not throwing a defensive opponent, a player into maybe one of your uh, offensive linemen friends. You know it happens. You know it'll whether it's you know it's not always on purpose. Uh, Hopefully it's never on purpose, but, you know, sometimes it means playing with discipline uh, and, you know, being responsible, as I said, knowing who's next to you. And a lot of that happens with your footwork. You know, guys get tangled up, so you might be off balance. All of a sudden you're, you're trying to block your guy and you end up throwing him into the, you know, into the back of someone's, you know, ankle, knee, whatever, and they get rolled up on and all of a sudden, that guy's on the bench with an injury. Um, that happens, you know, sometimes when you're because you're being too aggressive with your opponent, 
and you're trying to send a message and you're, you know, you throw them down. Well, sometimes you, you can't do that because, you know, you're in a phone booth. And as I mentioned, guys get hurt really easily. So, you know, playing with that aggression, that's great. But chemistry along the offensive line, that's all about guys moving in unison. Uh, you know, think about it this way. Pulling guards, uh, when they're trapping. Uh, the, there's nothing more beautiful if you're a football fan than seeing a bunch of 300-pound hogs, big guys, just moving lightly on their feet. And then, but they're in unison. They're, they're, the, the choreography is just is perfect. And then all of a sudden, when they, it looks like they're doing this really nice line dance, boom, they end with a real physical punch. I mean, if you're a, if you're a football fan and an old school guy who loves to watch a running game or offensive lineman just engage and knock the snot out of people, that's going to give you goosebumps. That's what you want to see from your offensive line, the chemistry, moving together, knowing who to block, when to block them, the timing of the footwork. You know, the starters from last year um, who are still returning, you have Justin Dietrich, Cortland Ford, uh, Gino Quinones, Mason Murphy, Jonah Monheim. All those guys were starters last year at some point. We know that, um, well, Justin and Jonah and Cortland, they started the season as part of the original starting five. So they, they worked together. Uh, and then Mason Murphy and Gino Quinones, they were part-time starters uh, in 2022, mostly due to injuries and, you know, filling up. They were the next man up. So if we were to forecast out of that group of players that I mentioned in 2023 for Gino, Dietrich, Jonah, and Murphy, left to right, your left tackle, Cortland Ford, Gino Quinones, left guard. Justin Dietrich is going to be your starting center. Jonah Monheim, let's move him inside at right guard. And then Mason Murphy at your right tackle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where are you with that starting five? If I was to ask you, hey, are you good with that? That's who's going to protect Caleb Williams in 2023? Better yet, here's the rhetorical question. How are Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson with those guys as their starting five? Well, so far, you know, through the transfer portal, Riley, um, and they brought in three former starters, offensive linemen, at Power 5 programs. Jarrett Kingston, starting at Washington State. Ethan White, starting at Florida. Michael Tarquin, starting at Florida. That's a tackle, that's a guard, that's a tackle for going left to right. So, uh, Ethan White, for technical reasons, he's not going to—he's not going to be available during spring camp. Um, roster spot availability. I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of it. They—they they needed a roster spot available on the 85-man roster, and as we know, there was a couple of guys in the portal who still haven't found homes yet. <clears throat> so, I guess if. Uh, if you answered the, the rhetorical part of that question to yourself with, well, you're good with Jonah, 
and Dietrich, and mostly with Cortland Ford at left tackle, does the staff feel okay with those guys? That's because that's what it comes down to. As I mentioned, um, injuries played a role last year with the offensive line. Well, Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson felt it would be prudent to bring in at least three guys in, through the transfer portal so far. And you have to ask yourself, is Mason Murphy, is he ready to seize the moment? I mean, he was given uh, chances last season. Physically, he looks like you, your right tackle. Big, tall, lanky, long, the guy you want to mold into uh, your prototypical right tackle. So it's not physical with him. I think with most young people, sometimes it's between the ears. Um, we'll see if Mason's ready to take the next step in his uh, in the maturation process. Uh, are they solid with Cortland Ford at left tackle? I mean, we have to we have to ask this question. Everyone's rooting for him. I know I am. Uh, last year, when Cortland got hurt. Um, he, you know, he was, he came back and he was struggling with the playing weight. It was, you know, they wanted to put on more weight. Did they want him to lose the weight? Whatever it, up, whatever it was, he was up and down. And it, I think it, it affected his play on the field uh, with his weight being yo-yoed back and forth like that. Um, Gino, what about, you know, Gino Quinones and the other guys from the 2020, the 2020 offensive line class? pretty deep. Uh, again, they brought in Ethan White. You've got a lot of young guards uh, who are sitting on USC's roster. You know, let's, let's not forget last year when Cortland Ford was healthy um, and Bobby Haskins went down with an injury. It wasn't Ford who got, went back in at starting left tackle. They actually tried Mason Murphy ahead of him. So again, um, we have to kind of read the tea leaves. What's going on in the offensive line room? Why did Riley and Henson feel it was necessary to go out and bring in three former starters when they've got a pretty good young core of offensive linemen? Granted, they didn't recruit them, but a pretty solid group nonetheless. So I guess the bottom line is, how's the room's chemistry going to set? Um, How's the room going to smell with that chemistry set, I guess, with three-fifths of the starting line in 2023 or transfers? I think everyone assumes that Jonah and Justin are going to be starting on offensive line. Justin at center. Jonah, probably at right guard. We're going to stay uh, with, these, with that 19 more days theme in our next segment. Uh, but first, we got to talk about Built Bar, because if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. You really do. And if you're like me, you know you got to eat healthy, but you also know you like your stuff to taste good. Well, and if you're like me, you like your stuff to taste good, and you don't really always care about health. Trust me, you got to try Built Bar. They're really good. They're healthy and they're tasty. And they've got some really cool flavors we're going to talk about here in a moment. But what makes Built Bars really good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. There's one flavor. Uh, 
Everybody loves chocolate. I love chocolate. And they also come in flavors like churro and peanut butter, peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how they do it, but Built does it. They make them taste great and they, they maintain all their macros. What are their macros? Well, they're only 130 calories. They're only filled with four grams of sugar and you're going to get a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Not anymore. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head on over to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and then grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or their coconut puffs. Or if you're near a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box and they have their hit flavors of brownie batter and churro. Thank me later. Let me know. All right. First, I'm going to let you know. I want to thank you all again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. I want to make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. It's everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. And you're going to hear it from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I know the uh, USC men's team took a dump over the weekend. Check out the women's team. Lindsey Gottlieb has got those, the Lady Trojans. They're balling. They're a lot better than uh, I think people anticipated. They knocked off Stanford at home. Go check them out. And I will too. All right. <clears throat> so Sunday, Mark the 20-day countdown to the start of spring camp. And as I spoke about on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, uh, the We RSC staff, we put together a, a top 20 list, so to speak, of our the most intriguing to, I, not least intriguing, but the 20 most intriguing players uh, in spring camp. <coughs> Reminder, here's my list real quick. From most intriguing down to um, who I'm intrigued by, but he's probably the least that intrigues me. So, again, Caleb Williams, Mason Cobb, Anthony Lucas, Tackett Curtis, Kion Bars, Damani Jackson, Corey Foreman, Rajon Davis, Cortland Ford, number 12, Tyrone Tulaney, number 11, Zachariah Branch, 10, Rayleigh Brown, 9, Zion Branch at 8, Romel, excuse me, Dorian Singer at seven, Romello Height at six, Christian Roland Wallace, number five, Shane Lee at number four, Marshawn Lloyd, number three, Devin Tompkins, number two. And we spoke about Makai Lemon on yesterday's episode. So today we are a C's uh, list. So we're going to stick with the offensive line. Go figure. As I mentioned yesterday, for the WeRSC list, it was Justin Dietrich. Uh, the reason he didn't make my list, he played 930 snaps. He was only flagged twice. My confidence level in Justin Dietrich is supreme. Uh, that dude, like I said, and he plays through injuries, and he pulls 18 wheelers in the offseason. I have zero concern with Justin Dietrich. But... Uh, as I mentioned, the We Are a C list 
is staying on the same uh, tangent. It was an offensive lineman. This one made my list. I said number 12. So let me let me explain my intrigue on why Cortland Ford um, is on this list. And it's obviously mine is a uh, is a moderate concern to the group's minimal concern. For me with Ford, this goes back to what I was talking about in the previous segment. If the staff is secure with Cortland Ford and Mason Murphy at the tackles, um, remember, I I mentioned it in the previous segment, when Cortland Ford started the season at left tackle, he was 1A, Bobby Haskins was 1B. They uh, they rotated in and out if you, as the season went along. However, um, we know that injuries affected both of them throughout the season. When Bobby Haskins got injured and Cortland Ford was presumably healthy enough to play again, um, it was Mason Murphy who they slid over to left tackle in front of Cortland Ford. So last year they brought in Bobby Haskins to compete at left tackle. We had that 1A, 1B situation between him and Ford. This year they're bringing in Jarrett Kingston from Washington State, who many presume is going to be challenging from that left tackle spot. He could also play inside as well, though. Just want to make that very clear. <clears throat> but one plus one for me equals two. In this case, two years in a row. But they're bringing somebody in to compete at that left tackle spot. The message is clear. Um, Cortland's being told, you got to step up your game. They told this to him last year. And here's the thing about Cortland. This is what I love about him. He doesn't complain. He just works his ass off. I mean, if you're, if you have any type of presence on social media or you follow USC over at wersc.com, you've probably seen film of Cortland working out in the weight room. Dude's an animal. Check out his uh, Instagram or uh, his Instagram feed. Dude's always working out. Zero schoolwork issues with this young man. He's got his head screwed on right. He knows what he wants, and he's going after it. So if it's, you know, is it a talent thing with Cortland? Is that what the coaches see? Uh, is it a is it a camaraderie thing? I, I'm not, I haven't heard anything to suggest that uh, he doesn't get along with his teammates. Nothing of that. But, you know, you just got to throw out, what could it be that um, a four-star you guys who like the rankings, uh, starting off tackle isn't just blowing away the you know his head coach and, and position coach. Makes you wonder. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm sure Caleb Williams is going to have a say in the matter since you know the left tackle is uh, you know, his blindside protector. Here's the thing with Caleb. He, I don't even know if he needs a blindside protector. Sometimes it feels like he's got a, eyes in the back of his helmet all on his own. So 
that's who uh that's who that was on the we rsc list it was Cortland ford Cortland was number 12 on my list I'll, let me tell you who was number 19 for me devin tompkins the red shirt freshman defensive end rush end i don't know how you want how you want to designate him in alex french's defense um here's what i know <coughs> excuse me um I watched that guy's body develop from the day he arrived at USC to one day during fall practice last year, I saw him walk across McClintock and over to the Howard Jones field from the McKay center. I was like, Whoa, where did that guy grow up? Uh, he filled out in a good way. Um, and you're going to need him to, because we need someone to fill in Tuli Tui Pelotu. Tuli Tuiapolotu's void, who's off to the NFL now. Uh, so why not Devin Tompkins, right? You know, last year when he arrived, they had him listed six five, two thirty. Well, these eyeballs, uh, he's a legit two fifty, two sixty plus right now. And uh, if he's going to play rush end, defensive end, here's he's here's his competition. Corey Foreman, Romello Haight, Jamil Muhammad, the transfer from Georgia State, the two freshmen incoming, uh, Braylon Shelby and David Peavy. And you got the uh, two more transfers, Jack Sullivan, Purdue, Anthony Lucas, Texas A&M. All of a sudden, that defensive end, Edge, Rush, um, Roy Manning's group, Pretty deep. Pretty deep. A lot of competition in that room now. Hopefully everybody can stay healthy. That was the issue last year. So can Tompkins emerge out of this group and, you know, get some rotation work in 2023? He's the guy I'm going to be uh, keeping an eye on during spring camp. He was number 19 on my list. Number 18 will come up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on USC. But first, we are going to talk about FanDuel. Yep, Super Bowl's over. Football's over. That doesn't mean you're going to stop uh, paying attention to sports, right? It's the midway point of the NBA season. And so now it's right. It's, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel it, because they're America's number one sports book. Why do you want to do it? Let me tell you why. Because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Whoa. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Okay. Not bad. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. And it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to the point scores. Threes drained. You got to love those prop bets, right? Now, normally this is a part of the uh where i would talk about the lakers but lebron is still a laker so uh i'm boycotting the lakers until he's no longer a part of the team so going forward you can still uh bet with FanDuel because it lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay one of these days i'm gonna bet on the lakers again so don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets 
when you go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So last night I mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster getting his Super Bowl ring. I apologize to Ronald Jones. I forgot to mention, he's got a second one. Rojo was on the Chiefs roster as well. He has two rings now. He got his first one two years ago with Tampa when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So moral of the story, Rojo wins. Super Bowl, two times. Look at that one. Ooh, look at that. What does that mean? Hint. I'm going to tell you what that means. Juju, when he got his ring, he became the 50th 5-0 Trojan with a Super Bowl ring. That's more than any other school in the history of the Super Bowl of college football. You combine those two. So we know that USC is known as tailback U, wide receiver U, Heisman U, NFL U. That's right. The most number one overall draft picks ever. Let's now just go ahead and add a Lombardi Trophy U to the, uh, to the resume. And don't think for a second that this isn't going to resonate with recruits. Because there's a lot of recent Trojans get their finger sized for a uh, Super Bowl ring. <coughs> so, this is what's really great about this is Juju loves USC, and he is going to rep big time. He's going to flash that ring to everybody. Uh, he loves LA. He loves USC. So. What I would suggest is somebody, please, anybody, help Juju out with his pregame wardrobe. I mean, I think kilts are really cool if you're going to go to a punk show and slam dance or, you know, maybe fight with Mel Gibson in a Scottish war movie. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a different look that Juju had uh, as he arrived to the stadium for the Super Bowl yesterday. But, hey. He's a Super Bowl champion. He can wear whatever the hell he wants. Because like I said, he's a Super Bowl champion. So, there you go. That's it for this show. I'm out of things to talk about. But Locked on USC comes at you five days a week. So, I will be back again with another episode tomorrow. But, once again, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Don't forget to go check out Locked On College Basketball. They have everything you need to know. College basketball from insiders, players, coaches, you name it, all in one place. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Same as Locked On USC. So, until our our next episode, everyone, you know what to do.